90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland. Well, all right. Back for another show. Back into the 90s. How are you, Kel? How are you, Adam? I'm great. It's my favorite decade. <laughs> so great. Adam, you, you really do enjoy this decade because part of your email has your birth year in it. Absolutely. Ooh. I won't give out your email, but <laughs> do it. Give it out. Well, you know, it's my name. It's a, a certain year in the 90s at gmail.com. You know, there we go. Casual, normal email. <laughs> um, Love it. I fake out people with my uh, the digits in my email because it has nothing to do with my birth year. It's just the two numbers I really like. So huh. everyone's like, were you born in that year? I'm like, no, I was not born <laughs> in, in 1927. But anyways. <laughs> Kelly's email makes me smile every time I send her an email. <laughs> Because it sounds so... What? You're right. I ju- Flancy McConnell. I just noticed this is not your birth year. Wow. Huh. Yeah, no, it's not my birth year at all. The yeah. more you know. Yeah, the, the more you more know. you know, unless uh, you remember. That's it. So Sharon, just before you kick off oh. again, a reminder to our audio friends who are listening on all the uh, podcast platforms that if you'd like to see the visual podcast, you can do so because we have it edited and on our YouTube channel. So youtube.com slash Kelly Alexander Showed. And this will be uh, this will be episode six and all of season 10, but episode three online. And episode 4,000 in total. <laughs> yes, exactly. Happy I'm going to need seasons. to buy a ring light for this video. My my lightning is so much worse than both of you. Hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know what? Um, Kelly, do you use a ring light? I do. I have one currently positioned over there. Well, it's wow. interesting. I think the positioning of uh, the ring light, in, I don't have one. I have a lamp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's that's a precursor to a ring light, uh, but sometimes depending on where you angle, I know uh, a friend of mine that uses one, and it doesn't always uh, come off as complimentary. The color doesn't always come off as complimentary. I had to spend a gajillion hours, and I'm not joking, playing around with all the lights to make this look even remotely. Because I have to light me so I show up, but then I can't be too light so that the cool LED lights get drowned out. So, honest to God, I was like cursing a blue streak. Uh, at this point because I'm like when is it and then somebody actually suggested like you could try this I'm like no it's over I'm like this is as good as as it gets (laughs) thanks no yeah that's it and uh, I forgot to mention as we were talking about the visual podcast we got a message and I kept this as a surprise from the two of you Adam and Sharon Uh that uh, Salvatore Briganti Uh, sent us a message on our Facebook page uh, saying that it was super cool to see us in person uh, on the visual podcast Nice. So shout out to Sal, Sal. who is listening all the way from Reno, Nevada. Nice. And watching, I should say. It's a dry heat there. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) For the rest of the podcast, I'm going to do it from here. (laughs) And then like for days where I'm having not like a great hair day, I'll put like a, a face. Nice. Like a... On your microphone. When you ball. when you Just do that like move, that. I don't know if you realize this, but you're channeling Kanye West and Kim Kardashian West, who as of late have been wearing masks to outdoor events. They've done that for more than the Met Gala. Yeah, he was uh, wow. he was just at um, a performance, I want to say in Russia, but I could be wrong, and I think it was for a wedding, and he performed, and he had a mask over his face, So you, and apparently there were some issues because I don't think they thought through the mask with him needing to perform, so there was some uh, issues, for, is what I read. Meaning, like, 
audible issues? Yeah, I think there was. I think I don't think everything was going through the mask well, you know, like audio wise. That's what I heard. That's, you know, but mm -hmm. that's the the whole issue in social situations, period, is that if you talk at a certain level and then you put something in front of it, it muffles it a bit. And then for people that don't speak at a level where they're projecting mm -hmm. i mean we know how to project because that's what we do yeah uh but for the low talkers <laughs> i find myself doing the lean in what's that then yeah what'd you say there <laughs> speak up <laughs> uh you know what we're talking about today you guys a lot we've got um uh the story or at least a part of the story about the great rock and roll survivor that has written yet another book. The stories from his first book were jaw-dropping, uh, but we'll talk about Nikki Six uh, in just a bit. Also jaw-dropping, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yes. He's had some jaw-dropping uh, uh, actions in the past few years, but he's got a few things on the go at the moment, so we'll talk about a couple of those. Also music news from two very different sounding artists, but both the artist and the band that we're going to talk about who are not working together but do have new things coming out are kind of always evolving always on the move and that benefits the fans no doubt about that kelly's trivia some 90s rewind to get to and that the dancing with the stars has a little less spice to oh, it so i figure uh -oh. we should start there yeah. Sad news. Wah, wah. Devastated. <laughs> I don't even watch the show, but I'm devastated. <laughs> because that Mel C yeah. has uh, uh, scooted off the floor on Dancing with the Stars. She was gutted. Did you read her statement? She was gutted. You know what? The thing about the term gutted, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It had an impact the first time I heard someone say it, and I thought, wow, they must be really feeling it. And now I hear it all the time. I'm like, no, isn't I don't it think a that's the correct it's, term? It's like an over, <laughs> for this situation. It's like an overseas thing. It's like a, a British and those folks say it. Oh, yeah, because of the fish and chips, maybe. Maybe, maybe that's <laughs> it. I'm not sure, but that's like a <laughs> that's like a, a saucy term they use. I hear it here too. Do you? I only On hear this it side from of them, the pond from them folks. <laughs> From them, folks. Yeah. Anyways, uh, do you know what the dance was that got her booted off? Because you're saying you don't watch it. I don't watch it either. I don't. I don't. I just saw that. I saw the because it, it showed up right away on my Instagram feed. Because uh, as of our recording, it, it happened today, and so mm -hmm. I saw it show up right away this morning on my Instagram feed. And she was she looked so devastated, Melcy, and I just immediately and I was so shocked because even though I'm not watching the show. Like, she's such an incredible performer. I couldn't believe she was even in the bottom two at this point. Because aren't they only, like, three or four weeks in? Like, she, I thought she'd make wow. it to the top three, no questions asked. And that's probably when I would have started tuning in is to see her go to the final. So, do, You know who I think is probably really enjoying this and not enjoying but kind of really enjoying this is uh, Victoria Beckham. Really? <laughs> well, because if she listens to this show, <laughs> she knows that we know. That she only has one dance move. Right. Which is leg out. The left leg kick out. And uh, do it again. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so now that her friend who technically has more sportiness to her and maybe more moves, I guess Victoria's like, well, well. <laughs> I think it's because. Guess not sporty. I feel it's like because she's not from America. Really? You think? Well, I can't. I just can't well, understand the... it. She lost out to. I think the other one that was in the bottom two with her, uh, if memory serves, is um, 
Olivia Jade, like, what's her face? Don't even tell me that. And that's Becky's who she kid. lost to? That's who she went out to. Because that bugs me that she's on the show at all. Right. And, to, and that's... Shouldn't she be in school that her parents bought her into? <laughs> like, shouldn't she be practicing whatever fake sport got her into, rowing. you know? Rowing. Rowing, right. right. It was rowing. <laughs> so her parents went to jail. Yep. And she's on Dancing with the Stars. That is the most Hollywood thing I have ever heard. Go, Adam. Bonkers. I have a theory. Go ahead, Adam. <laughs> Good. We need it. I know um, they did a, a version of the show here in Quebec with okay. uh, French Quebec celebrities. And I happen to know a few of the people who've, who've made the show. And I have been told sometimes... People want out of the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then she's a good actress. It's, it's a lot of she rehearsal was time. It's a lot of, you know, but well, exactly. But yeah. sometimes people just want out. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what happened. Yeah. But. I just I had I had no thoughts that she wouldn't be in the top three, if not win at all. Like the only one I thought who could beat her is the, that Amanda Klutz girl. Hmm. Because it's well, maybe she didn't want to win. She doesn't Who need doesn't the money. She doesn't win. need the. Well, she's competitive. She wanted she's to win. She's sporty okay. spice. And let's remember, okay. second place is the first loser. <laughs> yeah. Silver is not gold. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's true. It's wow. true. Yeah. Been anybody that my wins silver. <laughs> anybody that's in that gold medal game that wins silver, I mean, it's still silver, so you still yep. got there. Yeah. But there's that tone that I just paid. It's still good. You know, it's even like in a, in a hockey tournament or whatever tournament, when you're fighting exactly. for a medal, you'd yeah. rather win bronze exactly. than silver, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird because I really like silver earrings, but not... Um, <laughs> you are I, so I don't like fancy. silver in karate competitions. I don't like it. <laughs> Especially because, like, you're so close, right? No. No. Oh, well. Kelly, your karate days are... Still on. They so are. They're worry. still <laughs> happening. Uh, let's move on. Are you ready for karate aside? Mm -hmm. Do you have some trivia chops that you can give us? <laughs> I do. Of course she has. <laughs> 90s. <laughs> now. Ch -ch -ch trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. Nice. So this week, because we talked about it last week, um, that... Uh, I had a Janet Jackson question. So I'm going to bring that Janet Jackson question back. And then uh -oh. we're going to have She's a here? Oh, no, then, just the question. Then we're going to have a discussion <laughs> about it. And also, by the way, I almost forgot. I wanted to make a correction on something I made a mistake about on two episodes ago. Um, I said that uh, Rick Astley's Cry for Help was released in 93. Mm -hmm. And I actually think it was 91. So apologies for misinformation. Unless it was 93 in North America and 91 over in the UK. But I'm pretty sure it was 1991. So I don't can't believe it. If we don't have a commitment <laughs> to quality, then I don't... What are we doing? Well, we're doing <laughs> what you kidding, do, which say acting. things with confidence, <sighs> and then people will believe you. <laughs> That's true. Yep. That's true. Kelly. All right. Good so question... We're gonna, I'm going to save Janet for the second question. Uh, so uh, first question will be... Yes. In Dumb and Dumber, where do Lloyd and Harry have to travel to uh, in in uh, in the uh, adventure of returning the briefcase to Mary? What locale? Uh, Sharon. Yeah. 
Is it uh, like Colorado? I need a like a like a town, like a city name or a town name or a Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> Boulder, Colorado. There we go, Adam. I, I was <laughs> so, about to say no. Denver, Colorado. So, uh, Aspen. Oh. Aspen. Close. No you know what? Not getting that question is a pain in my Aspen. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a groan. Uh. <laughs> so bad. All right. So here's the big Janet question. Which album, and I'll say uh, in advance that I have a, a bone to pick with this card, which we'll say in a minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which album did Janet uh, Jackson, if you will, release in 1993? Sharon? Sure. If. That's a song, Sharon. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it was close. Um, uh, Adam? So, 25 years ago. Sharon? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I worked on that album special on your show with you a few years ago. Yeah. So you that did. would have to be... <laughs> Selective amnesia, I cannot Adam. not has. get this. Ugh. We did a whole series of interviews on this album. Adam. I know. I, I know. know. How now. do I not remember this? You're beat Adam. red, Adam. <laughs> I think it's the Velvet Rope. It, it is the Velvet Rope. It's super incorrect from the two of you. <laughs> really? Damn it. The Velvet Rope was released in 1997. <laughs> really? Yep. Wow. So the, the Janet album was released oh, in Oh, of course. That's, it's like brown and she's... Yeah. And that was the one with toned. the infamous uh, Rolling Stone cover oh, with the yes. her husband at the time's hands over her boobies, if you will. Yeah. Okay, uh, now I, have a, I yes, have a question. Yes, Adam. How can you not agree with that answer? You said you had a bone with this question. Oh, yeah. So, so, the, so the thing is, so the card... First of all, the card singular says, which album did Janet Jackson release in 1993? And then the answer... They write Janet, comma, poetic justice, comma, and design of a decade. So first of all, it's not plural. You know what I mean? And yeah. second of all, these other two answers are incorrect. So the Janet album is correct. Poetic justice was released in 93, but it's the soundtrack to the movie. So it's not her album. And she only had one song on it. It's like a full album of other artists, including Tupac. And then design of a decade was released in October of 95. So like... <laughs> Wow. Now I'm questioning the accuracy of all these cards. <laughs> this so, is a, a moment in the life of this show yep. where we are questioning everything. Yeah, exactly. You know what we should do? We're brainstorming live. We <laughs> should have our own 90s trivia created by the people of 90s now. There we are. Us? Us. Let's create yeah, oh. a 90s trivia game. Let's stop using all of those other games. Let's create our own. Mm. It's going to be so accurate. Also right? a lot of work, Adam. 90s as we remember. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll start with my Rick Astley incorrect 1993 yeah, yeah. answer. Yeah. A quarter of the questions will be related to Janet Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the fine print will be, some of the answers may actually be incorrect. Exactly. I'm wearing Tupac tonight, though, today. Nice. Oh, very good. That is poetic justice. I love him. Oh. I'm sad he's I'm not I'm wearing here. red socks because uh, they're oh. kicking butt. Nice. I'm wearing a bland gray shirt. Where's your McLaren shirt? It's, no, it's not in my bag. It's at home. Okay. Next week, I Adam. I think it's Next in the week. laundry. 
There you we know, go. And he, it's kind of, you know, with clothes, sometimes when you wear them often, okay. it's sometimes- <laughs> You should wash them once in a while. <laughs> in the, yeah, in the washing machine. <laughs> On behalf of the group, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. For doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, if I were to tell you that Nikki Six is clean and sober, would you be surprised by that? No. 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 We know that he is- Knocked on death's door a couple of times because of his penchant for partying. <laughs> we know that because he's written about it. Uh, but the fact that he's clean and sober um, should be less surprising than it is to a lot of people. And this, according to Nikki Six himself, uh, he talks about how he's kind of looking at somewhere between 25 to 30 years of not sticking needles and drinking alcohol and taking pills and stuff. And that's a quote. He did go on to say that he's, quote, actually living a pretty clean lifestyle. But people don't think that when he walks into a restaurant, when they go, hey, man, what's happening? High five. Let me buy you a shot of Jack Daniels, <laughs> which I guess under normal circumstances would be good. Do you think it's like nervousness on their part, Sharon? Like it's like, oh, my God, it's Nikki Six. I'll buy him a drink. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, considering what they've uh, what they've all been through as a band, like music aside, just the lifestyle. Yeah, they, he almost didn't survive twice, so he's one of the great rock and roll survivors. That's for sure. He says he's he's been three decades clean now, uh, which is fantastic. Um, and the fact that he is getting older, um, he has to work out pretty hard. He talked about how he's. Uh, He's super on treadmill. He's super getting ready for tours and stuff like that because everywhere he looks around, he sees bands that are still hitting their uh, hitting their stride and, and th that are on their A game and stuff like that. And he doesn't want to be the one that they go, ah, poor old Nikki Six. <laughs> he's lost his steam kind of thing. So he's totally working out and keeping it real. And he's written another book. So we know the chunk of life where he started uh, – making music and then forming Motley Crue and stuff like that. But uh, his new book is called The First 21, How I Became Nikki Six. Nice. Yeah, which uh, the bottom line of about how he became Nikki Six, I think, boils down to a couple of things, including sloppy parenting, uh, <laughs> meaning his parents, <laughs> and actually stealing what would be his stage name because the young Frank Ferrat, the young? The young Frank Ferrana stole his name from a guy in a band called Squeeze, who uh, spelt the name differently. So uh, even though Nikki London and Nikki Nine were on the table up for consideration, Nikki Six liked the name Nikki Six with the double K and the double X and took it. It's nice. So the other guy who was in a band called Squeeze was uh, left to figure out his his own new name, I guess. But fun fact, though, Squeeze wasn't the band that was already having hits at the time where <laughs> this other band in L.A. would have been calling themselves Squeeze. So that's kind of like uh, band Karma. Yeah. You know? Who calls themselves Squeeze? The band name Squeeze. I know. Why not? But there, was a, there is a band at that t from the mid-70s to the early 80s that were very successful. I don't think I would Squeeze. wear a T-shirt with Squeeze on it. <laughs> Squeeze it. <laughs> Squeeze There's just these. so many connotations of what that could mean. Exactly. But they had huge hits. Hits. Notice <laughs> I didn't say biggest hits. Because if you say that fast, sounds like something else. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> I, also wanted to, I also wanted to revisit if you were going to call it hip-hop again this week. Ah. What's the hip-happening? 
<laughs> We're still happening, Sharon. Back to you. Uh, oh, yes. What's happening? 90s now. Still yeah. happening. Uh, you know who else is still happening? Despite the fact that at 65 years old, he could be dialing it back. Mm. Oh, no. Mel Gibson has actually got two major things on the go. About to start filming a new movie called Hot Seat. <laughs> Which, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I just wondered if that was an, uh, a song title from the band Squeeze. <laughs> no, it's a condition after 65 sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Follows the game. Pull my finger. No, it's a movie called Hot Seat. It's um, a former hacker who's forced to break into high-level banking companies by an anonymous man who has uh, planted a bomb under this person's chair at his office. So Mel Gibson's the guy in the chair. He's in the hot seat. Is that he the guy in the chair? Or he's the guy terrible. that's got to get the guy off the chair. No? I thought he was the guy in the hot seat. Oh, maybe I read that quickly. Well, it would stand to reason you could read that quickly because he's also done another, or working on another movie called The Bandit with uh, Josh Duhamel and uh, Alicia Cuthbert. I love Josh um, Duhamel. I love mm-hmm. him. Yeah. He's handsome. He's uh, Fergie's ex. Well, he plays a career criminal. Who teams up with a seasoned bad guy, Mel. <laughs> Mel. So that we can look forward to Hot Seat and The Bandit. You know that there's a, couple of, there's a couple of Hollywood actors, or I should say there's a few that are reminiscent of each other. Josh Duhamel, Justin Hartley from This Is Us, mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds. Yep. I like them all. Mm. And uh, Justin Hartley, is that... Is it, yes, this is us. Said, right? yep. From this is us. He totally looks like Tom Cruise. Yes, and he used to be on my soap opera, by the way. So when he he was oh. on the soap when he hit it big to get the lead in the This Is Us. Nice. So he left my Six soap pack. opera. <laughs> We're getting that. <laughs> uh, so back to the notion of uh, some of our favorite artists having made the most of their lockdown time. Elton John is one of those artists, and the lockdown sessions. By the time this show is being heard by our our friends uh, is out lockdown yep. sessions also features a song with Dua Lipa, which has hit number two on the UK charts, which has given him the distinction of having a top 10 song in six different decades. Bananas. Isn't that wild? He's so awesome. He really is. And he's interested in music, in making music, like continually Staying alive as an artist. It's fantastic to watch. And he's more aware of younger artists than I think anyone. Like he He always has been. Yeah, and he's super like he's super on the ball. Like he was aware of Ed Sheeran before Ed Sheeran broke, you know, and mentored him. Uh, there's a a group called Surfaces that we were playing on our station last year, Sunday Best. He's done a song with them, which I think is actually on this album. Um, he's super into Charlie Puth because Charlie Puth is, you know, very experimental with how he creates songs. Like Elton at 74 is just like he's a good example of someone who like is still on it and age is nothing but a number you know oh yeah totally incredible and he's always got an attention to the production detail too that even his older stuff 70s stuff the the production on it is just so immense you know that it's like all-encompassing it's an experience it's just incredible Makes the hairs on my arms stand up. Um, more music news, though, from a different band. But you know what? Elton John could be a different guy, too. Red Hot Chili Peppers. After months of hearing that they've been working on new music, um, it's actually coming closer to being ready 
according to Chad Smith, who seems to be the guy that does the talking for the Chili Peppers a lot, um, who said that they've never actually felt the pressure to live up to what they've done before, which is really cool because they're the kind of band that they release an album and you're like, yeah, that's totally Chili Peppers. It sounds Chili Peppers to me, but it doesn't necessarily sound like the one before, which is really cool. Uh, Chad Smith said, all of our records are just real good snapshots of where we're at at that time. You can't really go, oh, gee, I hope it's as good as... Uh, because he says, then you're starting to have preconceived notions about what you want to write, which I guess sort of paints you into a corner. So that's according to Chad Smith. And he went on to identify the uh, the elephant in the room. <laughs> it's not really an elephant in the room. <laughs> it's uh, the return of John Frusciante, who um, has, uh, it's been about 10 years, but it's all very normal. Chad went on to say that he goes, look, John hasn't been in our group in 10 years. That's a long time. So of course, it's going to sound different, but it's going to sound like the four of us because we do have this special chemistry together. End quote. We'll keep you posted with dates on New Chili Peppers and uh, when we'll get it officially. Uh, you ready for a 90s rewind? Yes, Let's ma'am. do it. <laughs> Sharon, before you start, I would like to say that, Adam, you need to up your game on that sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It sort of hurts my neck at the same yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I feel like it needs to be bigger and badder. Badder? Yeah, bigger like- or worse? <laughs> no, badder. Yeah. Uh, you guys ready to go back to 1998? Nope. Yes, that would be the year after the Velvet Rope was released. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Put it on a card. We're making a game. Uh, the Bare Naked Ladies were hitting their stride with one week. And by hitting their stride, I mean continuing to uh, uh, cross borders and, you know, global domination. Uh, they were coming down from number one, giving Monica her due with the first night. That's a groovy tune, eh? Groovy. Yeah. How about this one? From Monica to Monifa. <laughs> And right now, Kelly's going, please don't don't say too much about the song Touch It. Uh, but I would dare to say that Monifa really went right at it with this song. Let's examine. And I'm going to give it to you all night long. I'm going to show your body what your tongue's doing wrong. Ooh. End quote. You sure that wasn't a song from Squeeze? <laughs> no. Monifa, touch it. Uh, how about Mil... Uh, Mil... <laughs> Mill Smith. Ah, that's Will Smith's that's a aunt. New guy. She had her own record deal. Just kidding. Will Smith's reworking of Just the Two of Us was making its way into the top 20, uh, where Next, the group Next, they had two songs in the top 20. One wow. called I Still Love You, question mark to my head. Um, and the other one, their biggest hit, their number one, former number one song called Too Close, which, again, if we examine... It's one of those songs that uh, if you really let yourself think of what you're singing along to, it's a bit much. Don't you think, Kel? Yes, you do. I know you do. (laughs) Uh, Let's let's sing along, but I'll I'll say it. Step back. You're dancing kind of close. I feel a little poke coming through on you. (laughs) This is a family show, Sharon. This is a family show. Uh, well, my well, point is, this is a number one song. We yes. all sing these words. Well, it's like when people sing any pop song from whoever these days, when you've really examined the lyrics, they're like, what did I just say? Yep. Exactly <laughs> my point. <laughs> but step back. If you You're add a cowbell in there, you don't know what's happening. You're just into the groove. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah? Is that what happens? <laughs> 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 that exact move. <laughs> 
Uh, is this time where we bail? It's time to go now. <laughs> yeah. Step back, so you're dancing kind of close. We got to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's your 90s rewind. Back to 1998. What a trip. Nice. All right. Kel? Can I have a final message, which is our visual <laughs> podcast you can find on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kelly Alexander Show. Yeah. Oh, you know what you get with a visual podcast? Dancy Visuals. <laughs> What'd you say, Sharon? Visuals. Yeah. That's what you get from a visual podcast. <laughs> it's a thing, Adam, Sharon. I Googled that? it. It's a thing. I Googled it. Visuals? Vi- visual <laughs> podcast. It sounds fancy. Flancy indeed. Flancy McConnell. Kelly. Gotta go. Adam. Sharon. Thank you, guys. No, thank you. (laughs) And thank you all for finding us wherever it is that you do, whether it's visually or uh, audio. Thank you for both. We appreciate that you listen to 90s Now. Still happening.